Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kairos Has Friends, the show where I sit down with the people that matter to me the most, and those people are my friends. Before we get started today, if you want to, if you're feeling obligated, you can go follow me on my favorite social media platforms. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on Snapchat and on TikTok at Kairos Keenan. And if you want, you can visit my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. But enough about me. Enough about me and my good life and good vibes. Enough about me and my, uh, my TikTok and my Facebook. And uh, I'm sitting here with, uh, with somebody that, that I, I met not too long ago. We just happened to, to, to cross paths. And I was like, I need to get you on my podcast right now, right now. And then you were, so you were yeah, and, 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 now, and now it's happening. And now we're filming. Uh, I'm sitting here uh, with my friend, uh, Nicole Johnson who is the, the host of the Found Down podcast, which you can get on any major podcasting platform. You can go listen to it. We're going to talk a little bit about that, which is a podcast. And I'm going to read, this is directly from the description. I love this. I, I didn't want to paraphrase here because I love this description. So the Found Down podcast is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are hilarious, dark, insane, and everything in between. I love that. That's like so cool. So she's the host of that. She's a registered nurse. She's, uh, she has a Bachelor of Science in nursing, and she is a critical care nurse nurse nicole johnson hi how are you i'm great hi thanks so much for having me on the yeah. show oh absolutely absolutely now you are I'm, I'm on the east coast you are on the west coast uh we're filming this on a on a sunday over here right now it's probably i would say about 60 60 degrees and sunny it's it's definitely fall type of weather right now what is it like over by you right now you're in washington right yeah i'm in seattle mm -hmm. and it's about 55 maybe mm -hmm. Almost sixties, very folly. Yeah. Do you do you do you like the fall? Is the fall your favorite season? Um. Gosh, you know, I'm the kind of person. Summer's my favorite. Summer. I, I am too. Yeah, I'm a summer boy. But I love. I mean, I love all the seasons for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I'm the kind of person though. Like, even though I live, you know, in New Jersey, where we get all four seasons, uh, if I would happily move to like San Diego or Phoenix or something where it's just like hot all year like just nice all year i'm done i'm done with snow i'm done with all of that I, I can't do it anymore i lived 33 years of my life i'm i'm okay to leave now <laughs> yeah the only thing is like what every january or february i'm like why do i still live here why do i still live here spring starts to come around and then you know yeah yeah and, and then like, it's oh. all it's all worth it at that point. You're like, yeah. okay, all right, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm so I'm so happy that we got to connect today. I I, I want to get right to it because like we I have so many just questions and things I want to pick your brain about, especially in regards to I don't know if you heard or not, but there's a pandemic going on. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know so if you've heard. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you've heard about this or not. So I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about your podcast. I want to talk about you in general. Um, but first things first, let's just get out the way now. COVID nineteen is a hoax, right? It's not real. It's not a thing, right? It's all fake. I guess we have to end the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the, here's the scary thing. There's a lot of people that truly think that. It's that, it is, that it's not real. Tell that to the 22-year-old who died of it. You know, mm -hmm. the 29-year-old that died. Mm -hmm. The 41-year-old, the 44-year-old. I mean, like, it's, it's not, not real. It's real. It's totally real. Right. And it's scary as F. It's scary. Yeah, it's... And, and, it's very 
Yeah, and, and here's the thing. So, like, one of the things that, like, because I, I speak with a lot, I, I'm very fortunate that I get to speak with a lot of people, just in general. And I've, I've heard, like, the gamut of just so many different thoughts and feelings on, on this entire thing. And one of the things that I hear from, from one of my closest friends is that, you know, hey, COVID-19, it's just like the flu. The, 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 um, the, the mortality rate is low, so you don't have to worry about it. It's going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. If you get it, you'll be fine. Why should, why should people get rid of that thinking right now? It's, I mean, it's 100% not the, not the truth at all. It's not mm. the truth. The truth is it's killed over 200,000 Americans, which no flu season ever does. Um, one of my good friends who was on my podcast said in like Vietnam, there were, I don't know, 50, 75,000 vets who died during the course of Vietnam. And here we are, 200,000 Americans in the span of less than six months. Like that, the flu doesn't do that. And I would say that, um, you know, people are obviously very vulnerable um, or the, we, we worry about the vulnerable patient populations for sure, but you actually don't know if COVID is gonna screw you over and affect your life for the rest of your life. Like we, we don't know that, the fallout of COVID yet. Like we don't know, you know, people after they thought they recovered from COVID, they've, they woke up and they stroked out and they died. Mm -hmm. Like we, we don't know the full ramifications of the disease um, currently. And then, um, and obviously you just don't, you don't want to get it. You 100% right. don't want to get it. Right. So there, there, there's sometimes when I'll hear people say, you know, if you get COVID and you, and you pass away, you know, it's not because of COVID. Like COVID doesn't kill you. It's probably because you have some sort of maybe like pre-existing condition no. or things like that. What wrong. is that? Is that a wrong? Is that the wrong way to think about it? That's a totally wrong way to think about it. What you die of is, I think it's co slash S A R V S. It's this COVID pneumonia mm -hmm. that you don't. You only get it if you have COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then you end up with multi-organ failure. I mean, you can end up with multi-organ failure, but essentially it's a really terrible pneumonia that, you know, makes it, un, makes it really difficult for you to breathe. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that's, I, I would say that no, that, that COVID kills you. Right. And, and what I don't understand, I think, is that like people are just kind of finding ways to refute facts and science. Uh, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't fully understand that, that, you know, uh, there's just a refusal to accept factual scientific information. Do you come across that, that, I guess, argument a lot with like people that you treat or people that you talk to? Um, luckily, no. I mean, I think I'm in a little bit of a liberal bubble mm -hmm. um, here on the West Coast. Um, it seems most, most people believe it, but um, occasionally, you know, we get people that are, that don't think it's that serious or don't want to abide and don't want to wear masks. And mm. I mean, at work, our policies are everybody, you know, everybody has to wear a mask and, um, and, and, you know, especially if they're trying to see their loved one. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, luckily I don't, I don't encounter that, but um, right, right. too often it does infuriate me. Right. Right. Uh, that people refute the science of it. The masks work. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to ask you. So like, so obviously one of the biggest, I, I don't know how this is a political dis like thing now, but like just 
like why why do you feel people are so against wearing masks when when like why is this why is this even a a a, a topic of conversation i think people think it's like a violation against their 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 freedom their mm-hmm. their rights like um and like no one's that's so we have this thing in america like everyone's feels so entitled and no one's going to tell me what to do and i'm gonna i can do whatever the f i want and mm-hmm. um i think it just comes from the sense of entitlement uh mm-hmm. yeah why why are masks important <laughs> because they work listen i've mm-hmm. taken care of covid patients i didn't get it you know, um, I'm around people all the time, but we're, we're in, because we couldn't stop the way that we worked together, right? Mm-hmm. We still have to work in close proximity with one another and we all have to wear masks. And guess what? We haven't had any, um, none, none of our staff at where I work have transmitted the virus from patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but essentially masks, it prevents you from giving COVID to anybody else and if you're also wearing a mask, you're not going to, you're not, you're both people are protected, but it only works if you, who might be the asymptomatic carrier, actually wears a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 I kind of laugh sometimes and like, cause I, I try not to, I try to always see things from other people's perspectives. Like, cause that's one thing that, that my parents taught me, you know, um, in regards to just a lot of issues that are are divisive, especially in the United States and around the world, is to always see things from the other person's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I I pride myself on my ability to do that. But I got to admit, I've I've been struggling with this one specifically, because to me, this isn't about you. Right? Like, this isn't about you. Right. And, and like, what you're doing is protecting other people. You may feel fine. You may have it and feel perfectly fine. That's great. Cool. You may not, you may not have, you don't know, but like, but like, it's not about you. It's about finding ways to protect other people. And so it's hard for me to hear the other side of this because it's always about, to your point, what you just said about, well, it's violating my rights as an American. It, it's not. It's just like wearing a seatbelt or, or going yeah. the speed limit. Right. You're protecting other people. I just don't understand it. It's 100% insanity to me. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and I, don't want, I don't completely think it's a political issue because I do mm-hmm. know people that are conservatives and that they do believe that masks work. But, yeah. um, but for whatever reason, you know, it's this it's this some sort of propaganda out there that right. this is that it is an infringement but it isn't right. it isn't i mean you, if i can do it i'm sorry go ahead mm-hmm. if i can do it for 12 hours a day mm-hmm. anyone, someone can do it for when they go to the grocery store <laughs> right right do you do you feel that people are are overreacting so, to the, so in the way of uh i'll ask it both ways do you think that people are overreacting to the uh, severity of it no. at all? No. I think the people out there that are taking it seriously um, are doing the right thing. I, here's mm-hmm. what I think actually, Kyra, so this mm-hmm. is that we're, we're all adapting to our new normal, right? Yes. Like if you travel to Japan, everybody wears face masks 
there. Mm -hmm. And that's culturally like something that they do. And, and um, I mean, not everybody by and large, but it's a thing. Mm -hmm. So I think we just have to adapt that, okay, if we want to go to the doctor, we wear a mask. If we want to go to the grocery store, we wear a mask. If like, this is the way that we have to, the way we have to figure out how to work with the pandemic because it is real. Um, so that's, I think, that's how you ha we have to take it serious. And I don't think that those folks are overreacting. Right. Do you, what is, if, is there any kind of uh, thing that you wish you could tell people about COVID-19 just to, you know, like just one thing that you don't feel the other people talk about enough or take seriously enough is if there was one thing that you could tell to say to people right now that are listening about COVID-19 and the severity of it, what would you say? You don't want to be in a position where your face, where you don't want to, where you're basically, you can't breathe and you're begging not to die. Yeah. You don't want to have that. You don't want to be there. And you know what? You don't know. We, we can't, we're not future tellers. We fortune tellers. We can't say, oh, you, this is going to affect you. Like in, uh, in, it's going to kill you. But you know, if it is you who has COVID, you 100% don't want to die. And those young kids that have died from it, who had no previous medical condition, no pre-existing medical condition, they had no fucking idea that like mm -hmm. this would be their last year on earth. Like it is serious and it can make people so sick. And I promise you, you do not want to be there. And I have seen those patients and it is sad. It is scary. Their family members can't see them. Like, can you imagine like, you 100% don't want to do this. You don't mm -hmm. want to have this experience. Right. For sure. What is it like working on the front lines? Um, I mean, it's changed a lot in the last year. Um, like, I work in critical care medicine, so I have always worked with really sick patients. Um, but this year has, has totally changed us, you know? Um, we... Like I could see the pandemic coming in closer and closer and closer. And, you know, I knew at some point it would come and face, you know, I'd have to face it. And all of us felt this way. Um, and it was really scary. It was really fucking scary. Um, and, and especially when it first came around, we would, even in the hospital, like we weren't doing things like universal masking and we weren't routinely testing everybody. And so, it was always like, oh shit, I was just in that patient's room and now they're testing them for COVID and now am I going to get it? And am I going to give it to my husband? Am I going to give it to my family? Um, it, it was, I think everybody out there would say that it's been really, really scary. Um, we have now been in it for a while. And oh, and I think I would also say um, it's been incredibly tragic because during this time, most hospitals stopped allowing family members to visit. So if you were in the position where you actually needed to be in a hospital, you couldn't see your family. And then especially if you had COVID and you were dying, your family couldn't come see you. So like, you know, I have definitely taken care of COVID patients. I haven't had to have anybody say goodbye via iPad, but many of my friends have had to do that. And it's 100% traumatizing. On 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 the upside, is there? Do you feel hopeful for where for how far we've come along and what 
what the future holds. Do you, do you get any sense of, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for any of this? I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking about this. There's a colleague, a nursing colleague of mine who um, was talking about this post-traumatic growth Mm. that you, after people, after they experience, I should just say her name. Her name is Liz Bridges. She's a PhD. Um, She's amazing. But this period of post-traumatic growth, which is basically after this intense period of trauma and burnout and compassion fatigue, we can experience this growth. And I think we're maybe there because um, now it's been like seven months. We've all adapted. I mean, all of us have learned to adapt. I mean, now we, you know, like, okay, they're COVID, you know, we got to do these certain precautions and blah, blah, blah. Um, Now, like, numbers are sort of plateauing or going down where I am. Um, And I think we're just learning to deal with this um, on a regular basis. However, what I would say is I I did, um, I'm hopeful for a vaccine. I'm hopeful, um, I read an article recently that said, with everybody who does wear a mask, like I wear a mask and you wear a mask, like the possibility that we're getting inoculated with like a tiny dose of COVID and then we create an immune response could make us have antibodies to it. So like that's quite hopeful that maybe mm-hmm. it will be less severe for a lot more people. Right. Uh, that brought me a lot of hope. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I was, I asked that also because, I mean, one of the first, I guess, severe outbreaks that we heard of for COVID-19 earlier this year was in Washington state. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember reading a lot of the articles about that being in Washington. And I'm, I remember being like, oh man, I hope it doesn't come over here. <laughs> yeah. Hope it stays over there. And, but, but little did we know it was already here. It was. Mm-hmm. It was it everywhere. Was, it, it, it was already here. It just happened to be a major outbreak. Uh, and also, we just didn't understand, I guess, at the time, like that people did have it and they were suffering from it. But the doctors and and people didn't even know to, to think of it. And to, they were they just they were still thinking, oh, this was something that was over in China, and you know, it, it maybe hopefully it doesn't come over here. But like it was already here. Yeah, I think back to late February mm-hmm. when this when this outbreak started here in Seattle, I, would, I mean, everyone was still going out. Like I was going to a bar, I was yeah. going, you know, drinks after work and like, it's, it's amazing and quite lucky that, you know, I didn't get it because it was out and about at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, I, I appreciate you taking like the time to sit and talk about COVID because like, I know that's not like the easiest of topics to, to, to talk about, but I, I wanna make sure that I got, I get like some information out there to, to, to the people that listen to my podcast about how important it is to, to stay safe uh, about all of this. So, but I do wanna talk about you as well, just you yeah. as, as, a, as a person. Um, when did you know that you wanted to be a nurse and you wanted to, to help people? Um, this is slightly a convoluted story, mm-hmm. but um, I um, had kind of thought about it when I was a young kid. And then um, when I was in college the first time, I was just kind of having a like difficult time, like pinning down what it was I really wanted to do. And um, I decided I, I kind of became like a terrible student on like the last year. I was in a, doing a, a sociology degree. And I was like, maybe I should try nursing. And so anyway, I bounced around 
and decided, God, I just need to get out of school. Mm -hmm. If I want to go back, I'll go back to school. A couple years later, go later, a couple years go by. And then I um, was in a job that I hated. Like I ended up in this job that just, just destroyed my soul. It wasn't that bad, but I just didn't feel like I was giving enough. And there wasn't, I wasn't reaching my full potential. Um, and in that time period, I took a trip by myself, I took a solo trip to Mexico, traveled around and everybody asked me like what I did, you know, they're like, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? You know, in Spanish. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's one thing I, I'm not good at Spanish at all. I'm, I took French. I took French my entire life. So Spanish oh. is just like, I'm terrible. On va parler en français. Oh, I love it. Uh, je me, oh, wait, hold on. Je m'appelle Kairos. Uh, uh, oh man, now, now you put me on the spot and now I'm just right. like, ah. I, don't, I don't speak French very well anymore, but, um, <laughs> I but I realized every time I had to say what it was and I was, I was the billing coordinator, not something terrible. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't like, I was, I didn't really do anything that was like, I had felt good about. So I, I came home from that trip and I was like, damn it, I'm going back to nursing school. Mm. And so I did. And that was a really meaningful process for me. Um, and then, you know, as I was in nursing school and, and then started to work with patients and, uh, you know, I was just very clear, like this was what I was supposed to do. Right. Right. And you, and you've been doing it ever since. And, and now you, and you, and you ended up starting a, a podcast where you get to share some of the stories that yeah. you, that you, experience because I, 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 I know a couple nurses I know a couple doctors that I'm, I'm really good friends with and and I sometimes hear some of the stories that that they have mm -hmm. and and I'm just fascinated because like the things that you have to deal with and see on mm -hmm. a daily basis mm -hmm. it's like when I think of going to the hospital like I, I don't think of going to the hospital a lot right because I don't want to because yeah. like that's that's yeah. scary the last time I was in the hospital I, I ruptured my Achilles um and, and yeah it was awful like complete rupture like ah, it was awful couldn't, couldn't walk for a while it, ooh, it was so bad that was the last time I was in the hospital uh and and that was like one day and then like I was in the hospital did a couple doc doctor's visits and then I had surgery and then I didn't go back at all but you're there every day yeah. and you see this kind of stuff every day mm -hmm. and now you get to share some of these stories and you meet so many people yeah. um what is what is that like to 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 just be there daily and seeing the things that you see well i'm gonna be honest um i'm definitely in the right place because there are a lot of times where i'm like i pinch myself because i'm like this place is so cool you know um but you have to be the right person yeah. personality for that but um like we get these we meet people at these crossroads um and either it's just really bad luck really terrible you know maybe some poor outcomes um of a unhealthy lifestyle or whatever but um we meet people like in their most vulnerable times and then also like it's the most cra craziest things happen to people and mm -hmm. so uh, I would say it's totally fascinating. Um, it, you know, it really does help me feel, I don't know, it, there's something so amazing about being able to connect with a patient and mm -hmm. offer them what they need and, um, and be there for them. But then on the flip side, we also get to be a part of some really exciting 
things, life-saving things and, and um, groundbreaking work. And so that's also like so exciting. Um, but, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh my God, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I can't, I honestly, I can't even imagine um, so can you, can you give an example for those of you, for those of the people that are, that are listening right now that is like, oh, I might want to check out, you know, her podcast and, and, and things like that. Can you give an example of like the types of stories that, that you tell on, on your show? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. I thought my podcast was going to be a lot lighter mm. and a lot funnier and it's still <laughs> funny, Yeah, but it, um, because we deal with life and death so much, and because we're complex humans, we have lots of emotions about these things. We're not robots. We, you know, see and witness a bunch of terrible stuff. Sure. Also. Like, um, we, it's become uh, quite nuanced and heavy and can be heavy. It's not always, it's not always heavy, but, um, you know, we, I talked to my, my, one of my good friends at work and he, he talked about how, you know, being in the COVID ICU for two months, how that affected him and how it affected mm. his family and how, um, like, and how just tragic that was um, for him. But, um, and then, you know, I talked with one of my other friends, Des, about um, what it felt like to have a young girl on comfort care for the first time as a brand yeah. new nurse. So there are, it's definitely, and there's definitely some f- funny stuff in there, but it, what I realized is that as we're humans working with humans, like it's, it's, you know, like it's hard to, to laugh, to only laugh because there's a lot of pain behind the, the laughter, I guess. Mm. It's kind of cheesy, but. No, it's true. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny because you, you mentioned meeting people at like a crossroads, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, when they're most vulnerable. Um, and I feel like that has been honestly the, the theme of 2020. You know, since a lot of us uh, obviously are, are working from home and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, even though we're all in our individual pods right now, we're, we're more connected than ever. And I think you and I are a perfect example of that because like uh, we, we met via the TikTok, TikTok, right? And like, I don't know if our paths would have ever crossed. Right. You know, not, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have, but, yeah. like, but like TikTok surely made it easy. And that's legit how we even, how this, how this whole thing even happened in the first place. And uh, we just, we meet each, we meet people in, in like, the, like the craziest of ways and like the most... Uh, interesting of times and like I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for that because over the last like six seven months I have met so many people from around the world people like you that are you know working the front lines and I get to learn things that I would have never thought about I like I get to speak with people that I probably would have never uh talked with before and so like this kind of stuff fascinates me, you know, mm. that, that uh, this Jersey boy gets to, <laughs> gets to sit and have a chat with the, with the nurse uh, from, from Seattle, Washington, you know, just on the <laughs> whim because you, you, we just happened to cross paths on, on TikTok. Um, how long have you been on TikTok? I think since April. I just yeah. have to say dividends of TikTok right yeah. here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so i totally was like the i'm gonna snoop and then i was like maybe i'll make my first video and anyway yeah so since april yeah yeah and has it how has it like affected you like since since then um it's been you know it's been liberating yeah i guess there's i guess a lot of there's just it tiktok is kind of like people just being silly it's like I feel like it's like being silly in your bathroom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all of my TikToks, all of them. Like just <laughs> and, you know, we're just all a bunch of dorks, but like yeah. we make each other, not really. I mean, there's, I, I just feel like it's, you just get to be yourself yes. and not give a fuck. And yeah, that's yeah. what's so fun about it. And like, would I ever put anything like I put on TikTok on my Instagram? No. <laughs> Never. Totally you different know? audiences, right? <laughs> yeah. Like people on t- Instagram would be like, what? Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> is she okay? What is she doing? What is this? Yeah. Why, why is she doing this? <laughs> yeah. You have quite a following on TikTok. <laughs> I would have never, honestly, it's not something I, I ever expected, ever. Like, I, I, I like, I mean, I've always liked connecting with people. Like, that's, that's been my thing. Like, ever since, uh, ever since I actually, when I ruptured my Achilles, like, that was, a, that was the, the second of three major events that happened to me in three weeks during that time period of my life. And it changed my life. And, and that was, that was fall of 2018. And then the January, February of 2019 is when I began the, the vibe with Kai, because I was in such a dark place yeah. during that fall 2018. Didn't somebody else, something passed that was close? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the first thing that happened, so a, a, my major relationship ended. A week later, I ruptured my Achilles. And then a week after that, my uh, my best friend passed away, right? And then um, in the spring of, two, in like April, or I'm sorry, in June of 2019 is when, uh, was when my, 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 uh, the person that I was seeing uh, passed away. So like, I have found myself in like these dark times, but, and that's how the vibe with Kai got started because I I knew that I wasn't the only person that was having difficulty navigating these difficult emotional and physical waters. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I wasn't alone. And I wanted to make sure that other people knew that they weren't alone. And Mm -hmm. like, that has been so much fun and so invigorating and so humbling and I'm thankful for that. But with all that being said, I would have never thought that like a bunch of people would just be like, I'm going to follow you and everything that you do now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, but it's like, it's very, it's a very humbling experience to, to just have uh, the people that support me. It's, it's very humbling. Well, you definitely put out some, your, for those of you that haven't seen you on TikTok, <laughs> you're an awesome dancer. <laughs> I can I can move to the rhythm. I I can't dance like some some of the people that are on TikTok that are dancing. I can't I can't do that. Like they're they're good. I just I do the simple dances. <laughs> I think I, I've yet to do a dance. You I should. can dance, but you I should. You I, should just you know what? Just put it out there. No judgment. Okay. No judgment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm so like I'm 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 really happy that we got to to, to sit and chat. And I I guess to to to. The, for anybody out there that, that, that's right that's listening right now that is feeling down about 2020 about the pandemic about their health about whatever that they're feeling right now in 2020 because in a lot of people's brains like 2020 like they like screw 2020 
I don't want to think about 2020. Uh, I mean, I, my mindset is 2020 is what you make of it, right? But that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Um, but for anybody out there that is listening uh, to, to, to you right now that may be feeling down about the pandemic uh, and their health and all of that, what would, you, what would you say to them right now? Well, a lot of people think that 2020 is actually a year of a global awakening of this amazing opportunity that we're all 100% in this together and having a, a total reset. So um, I would say that it's an opportunity to try to find the light in, within the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, only, the other thing I would say was I was listening to someone in a podcast recently talk and he was so poetic and like he just said, our ancestors have gone through hard times. Mm-hmm. They've gone through very challenging times and they are rooting for us and, and we can do it, we can get through it too. And we will. Yeah, and we will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that we got to uh, connect and, and got to sit and chat. Uh, friends, go, go listen to her podcast, The Found Down Podcast. You can, you can listen to it on, on all the major platforms. It's on like Apple's podcasts and Spotify. Like anything that you listen to podcasts on, it is, it is on there. Um, if people want more of you, what, where, where, can they, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at nicolejohnson.rn. You can find me, um, I have two websites actually, founddownpodcast.com. And then I I do actually do host um, small virtual wellness retreats for nurses called unwoundretreats.com. So uh, yeah, yeah. So you can find me in various different ways and um, I'm on Facebook, but there's a lot of Nicole Johnson's. <laughs> there's, no, there's not too many Kyruses, but there might be a couple of right. Nicole Johnson's. <laughs> I'll, find, I'll, I'll, I'll friend you on Facebook yeah. and then you'll, you'll be able to tag me. Yeah, absolutely. I, def- I definitely will. Um, no, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much for, for sitting with me. Uh, so go, go follow her. Go listen to her podcast. I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. And if you want to, if you feel so obliged, you can also follow me on my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on TikTok and on Snapchat at Kyra's Keenan. And you can visit my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. Nicole Johnson, my friend. We're friends now. It's official. Yeah. If I come to New Jersey, I'm yeah. a looking up man. Yes. Same, come, come to Seattle, look me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I live right outside of Philadelphia. So, like, I can, oh. like, see the Philadelphia skyline. Like, it's right oh, there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, I... Cool. I Come on over. Come on over. I, I will happily, happily uh, uh, show you. Have you been out east before? Uh, no. I mean, to New York, yes. Okay. But not, not Philly. Not, oh, come to Philly. I've been to Jersey, but yeah. Oh, come on over. And I've never been to. I've never been to Seattle, but I've heard great things about Seattle. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to Seattle. I heard that you might have a couple Starbucks out there or something. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> a couple of Starbucks, a couple of Amazons, you know, a couple of things to right, right. around. <laughs> I will definitely come visit. Uh, Nicole, thank you again for, for sitting with me. Everybody else, enjoy the rest of your day. I love y'all. Yeah. God, God bless and good vibes.